0: The Mommoth Moms podcast is presented by Red Oak Mortgage. If you or your loved ones are in the market for a new home and want a stress-free mortgage experience, then connect with New Jersey's premier local lender, Red Oak Mortgage Incorporated. Founded in Monmouth County, Red Oak Mortgage has built a strong reputation for over 18 years as an outstanding local lender that is dedicated to helping individuals and families achieve their home ownership goals. Whether you're a first-time home buyer, looking to refinance and save, or searching for that ideal investment property, this team of experienced professionals is committed to finding the perfect mortgage solution just for you. Red Oak Mortgage offers competitive interest rates and extensive loan programs to fit your unique financial situation. Furthermore, they use high-level technology to streamline your lending experience, making the entire process easy to understand and stress-free. Don't wait any longer to make your dream home a reality. Visit RedOakMortgage.com today or call 732-410-4141 to speak with one of their experienced mortgage consultants. Red Oak Mortgage Incorporated, NMLS number 5415, is an equal housing lender and licensed by the New Jersey Department of Banking and Insurance. All loans are subject to credit approval and lending guidelines. My name is Kate Santangelo. Welcome to the Monmouth Moms Podcast, part of the Monmouth Moms Network. Listen in as we bring awareness to the best local resources for growing families in Monmouth County, New Jersey, chat with local moms and mompreneurs, highlight our favorite resources, local spots, restaurants, and more. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Mom with Moms podcast. We are here at Bell Works in Homedale, New Jersey today. On this lovely summer day, I will say that the summer has been strange, and I am making an executive decision for all mothers today that we need to enjoy the summer a little bit more. Agreed. Because... In recent years, I started Mom with Moms five years ago, and I noticed a trend. I think COVID had a lot to do with it, but the fact that we were planners, but, you know, by nature, most of us are, like, always thinking ahead to what our kids need and what's next and what needs to be done. But the planning got, like, exacerbated during COVID where, like, I noticed that moms were, like, planning out, like, summer camps earlier and stuff like that. So what I've noticed about this summer, too, is that all of a sudden it was, like, July... The, what is it, the 31st, right, July 31st? August 1st, it's like back to school all of a sudden, which has like kind of been the trend, but... I feel like it's really, like, a lot this year. And I'm really trying to kind of say, okay, like, I know we have to get the shirts and the backpacks. And I have lists. And I just actually just on the way here stopped at my daughter's school because she, like, misplaced her summer reading project. So I had to pick it up from the office, which, by the way, they were no one was there. So now I have to go back. Um, And I'm, like, having panic attacks and anxiety about, like, all things back to school when, like, can we please just enjoy the summer a little bit, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, So... I'm telling all moms out there right now, if you are having the same feelings, please just like, just soak up the moments. And if you're a summer person, that is, I am, I love it. I am all, you know, I've been to the beach, not as many times as I'd like to this summer, maybe I think twice, but, um, my big plans in August to like, just, just relax a little bit. So, um, but excited today to be here with Kelly Carrick from Red Oak Mortgage, um, a Monmouth County based mortgage, uh, company, um, we are going to be discussing all things um, real estate and mortgage rates and questions that um, parents may have about if you're renting right now, maybe you're trying to buy your first home um, or maybe you are just looking to, you know, buy your dream house. Right. And um, this very confusing market that is hard to navigate Um I'm kind of like in the process of doing that right now. It's not something urgent, but I am in the midst. I, in the next year or two, really want to like buy my dream house. And um, there's no like, you know, I, I don't have to be out by a certain time. And, I, you know, I really just kind of want to find the house versus like, you know, some. Um, some parents or some you know people are just forced to move. Forced and to move have to right. right. Um, so thank you so much for joining us well, today. Thanks for having me, Kate. You are our residential loan officer. That's correct. And how long have you been doing that? I have been doing it for twenty years. Wow. Yes. Long time. Yes. So I- you're. A veteran at all things mortgage. I am. I'm definitely a veteran. (laughs)
1: I've been through a lot of, you know, mortgages are cyclical. Okay. So I've been through many cycles in the real estate market. I've worked for all different types of companies. I've worked for a brokerage. I've worked for a big bank. And now I'm with a small correspondent lender, which is by far the best. Interesting. mm -hmm. How did you get into it? Was it out of college? So... Yes, I actually went to school for musical theater performance and nursing. Okay. Um, wow. Yes. And then I, I was going to do pediatric nursing, and I felt that I could not desensitize myself. To, you know, obviously, you're going to help a lot of children, but there will be negatives. And I, I love children, so I couldn't... Um, I didn't think that that was the right career for me. And so then I uh, I was pursuing my theater career and then I needed health insurance. And a friend of mine said, hey, do you wanna work for a mortgage company? And I said, do they offer benefits? And she said, yes. And I said, sure. And I knew nothing right. about mortgages. I remember uh, the bankers coming in and saying, we have seven-year arms, we have five-year arms. And I was like, why are they talking about their limbs? Now, (laughs) 20 20 years later,
0: you know, we know a lot about ARMS and a lot more about mortgage products. And uh, so here we are. So ARMS, is that the, um, that's different than, so 20 years ago, yeah, it's about 20 years ago, my first marriage. Mm -hmm. And I had my son, I had my son very young, Mm -hmm. and we were, we bought a, a condo. And at the time, I was looking to buy Um, Like affordable hat, like the like the affordable housing program in New Jersey, and then I was also looking at like just you know just inexpensive homes, Mm -hmm. and that was it was right before it was 2006, so Mm -hmm. right before the recession, and I remember like vividly there were mortgage brokers like coming to my house and saying like. Yeah, you're approved for, like, this, and there was, like, an unfixed rate, basically, in that, like, whole bubble. I forget what it was called, right? Yes. Balloon, balloon, balloon. balloon.
1: Right. They're, balloons are really not a thing as much as they were anymore in, in like, back in 2003, three, four, right before the crash. Right. Um, ARM stands for Adjustable Rate Mortgage. So, typically, if you have a, a five-year ARM, it's fixed for the first five years, and then it adjusts. Every year after that or every six months, depending on the type of arm that you're in. Gotcha. Um, Balloon mortgages really, um, they they essentially had just that, a balloon at the end. So they were only a certain period of time, like maybe a 10-year, and then it would balloon at the end. So if you owed $200,000 at the end of 10 years, you either had to refinance into another mortgage or pay off that balloon.
0: And wasn't that part of the reason why we went into the recession because they were giving away mortgages like like at crazy rates and then people couldn't afford their mortgage like 2 years later or something, right? Yes. It yeah. was
1: essentially like, "Oh, do you have a pulse?" "Oh, great, here's a mortgage." Totally. And people would not they didn't have to prove their income or their assets, which was just
0: bananas yeah. in the lending industry, you know. And I remember that I was being approved for homes that I knew I could not afford, mm-hmm. and we were, you know, and it was very like I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think so. So we ended up going with something that was much more, you know, economical at the time. But, um, but it would, but I could see why people, you know, would have said, oh, well, I can get into this house, so we'll just figure it out, you know, so, right? And they didn't, obviously. Um, but interesting. So, um, tell me about your role as a residential um, loan officer now in Monmouth mm-hmm. County and what it's been like, you know, even over the last year, um, with in the mortgage industry and the real estate market in this crazy, um, you know, area that we live in with the real estate just being very, um, you know, all over the place. Right. Right.
1: (laughs) right, Sure. So my job as a loan officer is really to talk to the client, figure out their needs and um, and then get them pre-approved so they're in the best financial position that they can be in to Mm -hmm. to go forth and buy a house. One of the most important questions that I always ask my clients is what do you feel you can afford what is comfortable for you because when we do a pre approval, we use the gross income, not the net. Well, nobody brings home their gross. So, a lot of times on paper, you can pre approve somebody for much higher than what they feel comfortable with. Totally. So, that's why asking that question and finding out really, like, how do you spend your money if, if you're going to be house poor at the end of this and you can't buy your kids, you know, presents at the holidays or can't you can't go vacation. Up, right, right. Like, that's that's no way to live, no. you know? So, um, so as a, a loan officer, I feel that the education piece is a really important part of my job. You know, teaching them what I know so that they feel empowered
0: to make a good financial decision. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and what have you, you've done this for 20 years. Mm-hmm. What, um, is it significantly different now based on how, like, just the real estate market has changed? So, um, you know, in in such a crazy way, I think, during COVID. Yes. um, Or, like, is it, like, what are you seeing? Sure. So, I mean,
1: guidelines have changed over 20 years. So, you know, as you need to, you need to know what your guidelines are so you can follow them and not have an explosion of the loan at at some point in time, right? Um, Like we were just talking about earlier in 2003, 2004, you did not have to prove your income. You didn't have to prove your assets. So you're like, oh, I make three hundred thousand dollars. Really, this this person's making thirty thousand dollars. So they were getting into loans that they couldn't afford. And guidelines have really shifted. Like it's like a pendulum. They have shifted where they got really, really strict, um, and now they've loosened up a little bit. So mm-hmm. as long as you can, you know, as long as you're showing what you make and showing what your um, assets are, you can be pre-approved. Um, the the interest rates have tr- changed a lot. And we, we I don't want to quote any interest rates because they change daily and mm-hmm. som- sometimes multiple times per day. Okay, So, you know, uh, I will work with a buyer and then they'll say, Kelly, well, what rate is this? And I said, well, you need to get under contract before we can You can't really lock in talk- a rate until, okay, got correct, it. Correct, yep. because from Friday to Monday, we've seen huge shifts in interest rates. The other thing that we've seen is, you know, back... A year and a half ago, a year and three quarters, um, rates were in the threes. So now they're like six and a half to seven on a given day. So what people were pre-approved for a year and a half ago is not the same thing that they're pre-approved for now because it's
0: changed changed their buying um, flexibility. And you know? so one point is uh, how is reflects what in your mortgage again? I forget what the math is. So it
1: depends on the price of the home. Okay, got it. Yeah, there's there's a lot of There's a lot of technical terms with mortgages, and one point can mean a lot of different things. There's points when you're buying interest rates down. There's points, you know, as it equates to the loan amount. So...
0: um Yeah. So it really depends on the circumstance. Totally. Totally. Got Mm -hmm. it. So we're talking a little bit about this before. Um, I have a client who is a contractor in the area, um, you know, really well known name and very busy company. And they, um, you know, just kind of let me know recently that there's, they've been a lot slower lately that their business is kind of You know taking a little bit of a turn in the construction industry you know my husband had a painting company for five years so i know that there's a lot of ebbs and flows and you just you know especially in the winter and it's just you roll with it right um but i also thought it was interesting because knowing who they are and that like they were maybe concerned a little bit is that like something that you have found over the last 20 years can be like an indication of um perhaps like uh home prices maybe starting to go down um, and, you know, how, how that all works in, in the real estate market here? Sure. So,
1: um, you know, New Jersey is very, very populated. We we don't have much land to build on, especially in the the Monmouth County, Central Jersey area. Right. You know, um, I do think that the liquidity in, in some sense, you know, you hear people buying houses in cash, but at the same time, we also see Credit card debt that is astronomical on applications. So, in in some areas, the liquidity has really gone down, and people don't don't have the money to go out and buy these. How do I want to say this? These like very expensive homes. And from the builder's perspective, I know that material costs have gone up. So while a builder may have been building homes and making a large sum of money on these homes, their profit margin has gone down. You can only sell a house in an area for so much money. Right. So if your material cost has gone up, then you're going to lose some of that profit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think that that's probably affecting the
0: builders as well. Interesting. Have you noticed home prices start to kind of level out a little bit? Are there still like bidding wars going on? There's still tons. Tons. Of, I mean- Crazy.
1: It is crazy. $70,000, $100,000 over asking. And I I do think that if we start to see a decrease in interest rates, um, which we are projecting at some point, that everyone that kind of said, oh, I'm going to put the house on hold, I think that all those people are going to come out of the woodwork. And even if rates drop a half to a percent, Mm -hmm. they're all going to come out and it's going to make the bidding wars even worse. So people are like, this is not a good time to buy, but it is. If you can get into that home now, let's say for 600,000, once you have 50 more people going for the same house, creating these bidding wars, that's going to drive the price of the home up. So if you get in now at, let's just say a six and a half percent rate, you can always refinance it. And then you got the house at the lower price, whereas if a bidding war is created, then now you're paying more for the house.
0: Yeah. You know? And they always say, too, that, like, you, you shouldn't wait for, like, the market to change. You should wait for, like, when it's the right time for you. Correct. Right. And that's, you know, that's I think that's the case with, like, so many things. Right. Yeah. Um, what have you found in ter- you mentioned Monmouth County, and, you know, there's only so much land and mm-hmm. so many homes for sale. I know there's a huge inventory issue at the mm-hmm. moment, um, and that's kind of—I'm curious if, like, that has really kind of sparked this, like— almost FOMO of, you know, people thinking, you know, that there's like no inventory so it's almost like this frenzy to find a house and to move because they're like so desirable, the area is so desirable or um, you know, I think that there's like probably like a psychological em- element to it as well, especially because we live in such a nice area. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you found that like our area is a bit different in terms of um like the market than other areas in the country like from what you're, you know, reading in the news? from obviously being in the industry. Yes. So it's it's definitely New Jersey
1: is different than other areas in the country. Um we're actually licensed in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, North South Sorry, North and South Carolina, Florida, and Idaho. Okay, Um, and Idaho. Yes, and (laughs) Idaho. Um, So I've done actually quite a bit of work in Idaho, which had a huge housing boom. Um, And now that market is changing. There's a lot. There's quite a bit of inventory in Idaho. But everyone thinks that their house is worth more than people are willing to pay for it now. Whereas New Jersey, there's just no no houses to buy you okay. know or very few houses to buy um so so the the market definitely is different
0: in different areas of the country got it okay yeah. Um, what do couples, if you're a, a, you know, thinking about buying a home for the first time, mm-hmm. what would you um, encourage them to start thinking about in order to prepare yourself for home buying a first home? Sure. So getting a pre-approval is a crucial step
1: in, in the home buying process because you provide documentation and we validate what the documentation that you've given us compared to your application. Mm-hmm. We review your credit. If there's something on the credit report that I see, oh, we can maybe get their score up a couple points to get them into a better interest rate bracket. Doing that ahead of time, maybe six months before you're ready to buy, puts you in a better position once you're ready to, to go. You know, it might take a couple little tweaks. People don't even realize um, some of the things that affect their credit score. For example, if you pay your bills on time, but if you maintain balances that are over 30% of the limit consistently, that will actually negatively affect your score. So, sometimes it's just me going through the credit report and saying, "Oh, pay $300 off on this and keep it there and their score will go up, you know, 20 points or so, putting wow. them into the next credit tier." So, things like that when we are able to look at the credit report, the income and the assets and really assess it ahead of time helps helps them get into the uh the best position when they're really ready to go.
0: Okay, and what is there a credit score like minimum? Is that it's like still a thing or not really? So there, there definitely there is. is. Um, there's different
1: different types of loans have different credit score requirements. Mm-hmm. So FHA loans have lower credit score requirements than conventional loans and there's pros and cons to both of those loan programs. So that's something that I would educate the clients on what's, what's in their best interest based on their financial picture. Okay, let's talk about down payment.
0: That's sure. probably a big one and probably like the biggest hurdle for especially, like, young couples who are, you know, thinking about buying their first home, mm-hmm. um, FHA is that, like, they have to put 2% down, right? Three and three, a half. Three and a half, okay. Yep. Um, and then a conventional loan is 20- 3 3% for
1: first-time homebuyers and 5% for...
0: Oh, okay. I didn't yes. know that. I thought like a conventional loan, it was like 25% always, no matter what.
1: No, okay which is a misconception, right? Yes. So people say that I have to put 20% down. You don't. You okay. don't have to
0: put 20% down. But you want to maybe put as much down as you can to then decrease the amount of your mortgage, or is that not true? It, will, it would decrease
1: your mortgage payment, but private mortgage insurance, you are required to pay if you don't put 20% down Interesting. Um, so that you know, part of the education I give them mm-hmm. is that it that kind of goes in 5% increments. You get, you, if you put 8% down, it's like you were putting 5% down. So if you're in between that, you know, 5 and 10 or 10 and 15, you really want to try to either keep a little more money in the bank and just go with 5 or put a little more down and get to 10 because that's where the break happens in in the mortgage insurance. Got it. Yeah. Plus like closing costs too. Right. And, and closing costs aren't, they they don't vary that much by, by your down payment. Okay. The only thing that really changes, usually, you know, your lenders have their set fees Mm -hmm. in what, in what they're charging for certain products. Title insurance is the only thing that really changes based on your, your loan amount. And that's regulated by the state. So you're not going to see, if you're buying a $600,000 house, your closing costs are basically going to be What they are, the title insurance is the only thing that's going to change with your down payment for the most part.
0: Got it. Um, so you mentioned before that you have worked for lar- a large bank in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, now you work for Red Oak Mortgage, mm-hmm. which is a, a you know community uh, mortgage company. Um, what are what is the difference? Because I wouldn't know, like if I went to you know TD Bank to get a mortgage or to um, you know a company that just specializes in mortgage. What's the difference? Why do you know some people go to one and the other? Is it based on the rate um, and? You know, maybe you can enlighten us a little bit there. (laughs) Sure, absolutely. So I've actually worked for all three. Uh,
1: A large bank, I have worked for a broker, and now I work for Red Oak, which is a correspondent lender. Okay. So 14 years of my career was spent at a a national bank um, with a very large footprint and very clunky processes. So getting the cog in the wheel to move was like basically impossible. It'd be very... I'm huge on customer service. Mm-hmm. And when you're working with such a large entity, it's hard to provide that customer service that, that you want to give to every client. Um, and the big thing is, is origination, right? So a large bank will originate your loan, process your loan, close your loan, and often service your loan. So you're paying Chase or you're paying Wells Fargo um, for the duration of your mortgage most of the time. A broker will originate and process your loan, but they have absolutely no control over the underwriting and closing of the loan. So they have no control over the timeframes. And so that, that makes it really difficult when you're trying to close a loan in, in 30 days or so and your broker doesn't have any control of what's going on on the back end. Okay. Um, a correspondent lender like Red Oak, we originate, process, underwrite underwrite, close the loan, all in the name of Red Oak Mortgage. And then we transfer the servicing to one of the top servicers in the nation so that you have that same great experience all the way through. Oh. And we have complete control over the, the the process and how those timeframes are going. So that is the biggest thing that I noticed coming from a big bank to Red Oak is I was having loans that were taking 60 days, 90 so days. So much red tape. Uh, yes. I couldn't close the loans as quickly as my clients needed them to. And then I came to Red Oak and I had this phenomenal team that I could get loans closed in two weeks. I actually won two deals for my clients in the last month, being able to say, I can close this in two weeks for you. And this that's what the sellers wanted because they were already out of the house. Uh, so it really set them apart in the market, having a, a lender that they worked so closely with and had a very transparent relationship with that we could be
0: like, all right, let's go, you know? That's really valuable, mm-hmm. um, genuinely, because it is a stressful experience, whether you are a first time home buyer or you've mo- moved multiple times. And, you know, the, the part m- big, biggest part of it is like the timing of all of it, of having to move out. What if like you don't have family in the area or, you know, you can't afford to, you know, store all the, your entire house somewhere for, you know, two weeks or you don't want to have to pay for it or whatever, you sure. know, like where do people like you want to make sure that like it's all lining up and um, and then if you're selling your home, it's just sad another layer of like complexity stress, to the situation. Right? <laughs> right.
1: We, we try to say, we think mortgages are fun and we try to provide that experience for the client that at the end of the day, they're, they've just bought a home. This is exciting. Totally. Like, you know, and that the process wasn't as, as bad and as scary as they thought, you know, I mean, I actually have a lot of friends that I've made from doing their mortgage because you want it, you want to just be there with them every step Of the way, you know, and that's really important for us is providing that high level of service and
0: the quick process that is less stressful than they think it's going to be. Right. So Um, so you work in Monmouth County. Yes. And um, what's your favorite part about working in the area? It's a great, great, I'm sure a great place to uh, to work.
1: (laughs) Sure. Well, you know, lunch breaks down in Asbury Park are wonderful and uh, there's a lot of great restaurants here. So we you know, we take advantage of that whenever whenever I'm around, we're always. With, going, with clients and everything yes yeah. with clients and with our team you oh, know great. so um it's been you know brian our owner is it, he lives in monmouth county as well okay and um you know we visit all the the local establishments and it's really it's really great to just be in such an awesome area and
0: yeah uh, where
1: is the office it's on route 34 and wall. in wall Wall, we're actually moving back uh back to freehold At the end of the summer. So we'll be back in the downtown area. That's right.
0: Yeah. Um, And you're a new mom. I am a new mom. You have a? Five-month-old. A little boy. A little boy. Yes. So cute. Yes. Um, What has that been like? I'm sure it's changed. You know, you've been working for a long time. So what has... what has work life changed a bit since uh, since you welcomed your little one? Sure. Well, I uh, my husband
1: and I both both work remotely, um, but I do have a phenomenal team that I knew it, I could count on mm-hmm. when you know when he came into the world. He was delivered through surrogacy, so thankfully I did not need to go home and heal. I just came home with a screaming infant and thought that I could continue working full time. Um, like, so it's not as easy. Yeah. So it has been a little bit of a, a learning curve. Um, yeah. But but really, I do have a great a great team that they they exceeded my expectations in that knowing if an email came in from a client, they already wrote the email for me to go back out. Like when I first, it was amazing. Oh, that's incredible. Yes. So working for a big bank, you you really it's all on you. Yeah.
0: You know, yeah. You um, get your hour, many weeks and exactly. You know, and then you're, it's, uh, you're expected to be the same person you were prior. So, right. um, which is not realistic. I remember when um, my son was like in kindergarten, I used to work um, in hospitality. And prior to, I sold wine for a long time, but prior to that, um, I worked in restaurants and I went to school for hospitality. that's what I thought I wanted to do was like go in a restaurant. And like, I always had this dream of like being in that world. And I, I love it. I still love it. But most people that like or actually work in it know that it's like you're it is your own like child that you're you don't get a lot of time off. You're constantly working and it's not like you don't make great money. So mm-hmm. um but I remember I was working for a comp- uh, a restaurant and I thought it was like the best opportunity in the world. I think I was like maybe 24 or 25. And I worked for someone who was really like charismatic and fun and like always kind of made you feel like you were like part of something big. Mm-hmm. But but like, was not great to his employees, but because, like, you thought, like, you were part of, like, something so incredible, like, it was such a good opportunity, I was, like, making all of these, like, you know, just, like, like grand gestures for for working there versus, like, the other way around. But I remember... My son was in a like a holiday show, it was, mm-hmm. it like for kindergarten, and I, it was a Friday evening, which is strange for school. Thinking back, like normally they don't have it like on those days, but I remember I needed the day the night off, and he was so difficult about it and made me feel so bad for like one night, you know, that I wanted to go. And then, um, I went back to work the next day and he was like, uh, you know, I, I really hope you enjoyed, how do you enjoy your time off? And I was like, are you kidding me? Like I was (laughs) for three hours. So, you know, and since then I've worked for, you know, great companies. And now obviously I work for myself, which is also great. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been challenging at the same time. Um, but there's nothing better than like being part of, you know, a great, Team and like people that are like minded and like understand the value of like family or you know just who you are personally and like what you know your values and that it's not just black and white, right? And yeah. that it's not just right, you know, like what you know what is expected of you and you know there's no gray area, yes. Yeah. So, yes, yeah.
1: it's it's really it's really extraordinary yeah. to work for a company. I mean, Brian and I are our friends at this point, you right. know, um, we've known each other for a lot of years and he actually was in. Idaho when my child was born like he came into the hospital and was like let me hold let me hold the baby Aww. you know so he he made a work trip out of it but uh but you don't you
0: don't get that with a lot of companies no you know? no so. you definitely lucky that's that's Amazing to hear. Yeah. Um, so we are kind of going into the fourth quarter of already almost of the year of 2023, going mm-hmm. into 2024. Um, what would you say to anyone who... So typically, like, this is a busy time for people moving, right? Like, this is like this summer. summer is usually very busy. Right? And then, like, does
1: it kind of taper off in the fall? Or It tapers does... off right before school starts. Okay. Then you have, like, your fall market. And then around the holidays, it usually gets slower unless people really have to move for some you know a transfer or something like that like people don't tend to not want to
0: move around the holidays okay got it um and then kind of maybe in the winter it like picks up back up again a little bit but it, not as much because people are in school or kids are in school still. So.
1: it usually starts to pick back up in like february march it, you know in anticipation of the
0: spring market got it okay. yeah so usually december january february are pretty pretty slow okay Mm -hmm. Um, so what are you anticipating and what are you seeing for like the market? Is there like any, any, uh, you know, positive news that we can give to anyone who's like beating their head against the wall, trying to find a house right now? (laughs) Well, Kate, if I had a crystal ball, my life would be amazing. Um, so it's really hard to tell what's
1: going to happen with, with interest rates. A lot of times we think something's going to happen in the last couple of years and the complete opposite has happened. Um, so I, I can't give you anything definitive. We have seen we have seen a tick up in purchase business. We've gotten a little busier the past couple of months, months, okay. which is which is great for us. Right. You know, um, I don't exactly know where that came from, mm-hmm. you know, um, because nothing is really earth shattering happened with interest rates or like an influx in inventory. Right. Nothing, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not. I can't tell you for sure what's going to happen in the fourth quarter.
0: It seems like it's been a seller's market for like an extended period of time, which is usually, is that not the norm or am I just like, I don't pay attention as much? It's, it's,
1: it has been the, the, what's been happening for an extended period of time. Yes, absolutely. Um, And it really depends on, on what's happening in the economy when you have a buyer's market, when it's a normal market. Um, So so it really depends on what happens with with inventory, I think, and interest rates over the next over the next six eight months.
0: You right. Know?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I
0: forgot to ask you, I thought of earlier: the amount. Is it true that if um, like homes are being outbid, right? Like mm-hmm. everyone's just at fifty over asking. Oh, I just want the house. You know, give, um, I'll pay. You know, I have all this liquid cash. All these people are coming in, like everywhere, and everyone has money to just throw right, right these right. houses. I'm like who are these Take people? My money. Uh, right. <laughs> I don't understand. Um, but is it true that that you can't? You can only get the mortgage for what the house is um, is uh, appraised, appraised for? for? Yeah. So
1: no, um, it. A lot of people are overbidding. And then let's just say the house under appraises, right? Look, let's take that $600,000 house. Uh-huh. People bid $650 because they want it so badly, but then it only appraises for six hundred, dollars right? Depending on how much they're putting down, you're able to change the down payment. Um, like maybe you are putting 20% down and now you only put 10% down and use private mortgage insurance so that you can still finance that property. So that is why when people are talking about waiving appraisals, Mm -hmm. um, they really need to have an understanding of what does that mean? What does that mean for me? If it underappraises by $50,000, do I have to come to the table with $50,000? Like, How do I still buy this house? Uh, And that's a conversation that needs to happen between the borrowers and myself so that I can educate them and say, these are the options that you're going to have if it underappraises. And then they'll be able to say, okay, well, maybe this private mortgage insurance is only going to be $50. And I would rather pay 50 extra dollars a month than putting another 50,000 into the deal, you know? So it really depends on the price of the house. And the
0: like circumstances. And the circumstance. This is a very circumstantial industry. That's so interesting. Okay, because I kept reading that and then like you just, you read everyone's different comments and different scenarios and it is very confusing. Um, And then you have people that are like, oh, my uncle told
1: me, my sister's boyfriend's brother's cousin (laughs) told me. And you're like, oh, do any of them do mortgages? Okay, no, like let's let's Talk to a professional, you know, because everyone has this is an industry where everyone has something to say, but a lot of people are not educated right. on what they're talking about. It's so So true. that is
0: that is dangerous. Yeah, you know? That. And everyone is outraged and for you know different reasons about the market and taxes now have gone mm-hmm. up in so many different townships and stuff. So it's like definitely a hot button topic. Sure. Um but interesting. I love looking at homes and like going to open houses and just looking on Zillow and like you see the SNL um special where like the like at late night thing they're like the couple's like, oh what do you do? And they're like looking on like truly no, <laughs> <right. laughs> That's me. (laughs) Just dreaming. Uh, Right. I was like, oh, this house like, you know, finding homes like on like a a that, you know, a little pond. I'm like, I didn't even know that this was nearby. We're living here now. Right. My husband's like, Oh my god. Yeah. And he's like, Calm down.
1: My husband has to rein me in sometimes too. He's like, Kelly, that's out of control. Just, just calm down. We're
0: yeah. <laughs> not living there. <laughs> so, so, but, um, but it must be such a fun job too, because you get to work and with you know people all walks of life, or you know, it's similar to hospitality. That's why I used to love it because like everyone, for the most part, you know, everyone eats right, and everyone has to, you know, for the most. part, part by the home um, and, you know, during the course of their lives. So it must be a fun job. It is. It's very, you know, I went, I was,
1: we were talking about nursing before and nursing is a field where you really help people, you know? Um, And while you're not, you're probably not saving their life with getting them into a home. Like it is a job where you help people, you, you're helping them reach this goal that, you know, we're all brought up as, as Americans, the, the, the American dream, buy a house, you know, and, and it's all yours. And there's such pride in, in that, you know, when they close on their home and really helping them get there. And I just, I love having clients reach out to me and just say, you know, you made this happen for us. And it, it, they mean it, you yeah. know,
0: and it's, it's still very, very rewarding. It's definitely, it's one of the biggest moments of people's lives, you know, but I think like buying a home, like a career change, having a child and like, there's like, oh, getting married. yeah, you know? Right. So um, it's definitely, you know, a, a monumental moment that you get to be a part of, which yes. is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you so much for coming on today. It Thanks was really so interesting to learn so much about an industry I know very little about. Um, where can everyone find you? Uh, I am at redoakmortgage.com.
1: Okay. Um, and my, my cell phone should I put this on uh, oh I can put it in the comment yeah perfect like, yeah, it'll be yeah, in the yeah. comments tag
0: the um the site and also the Instagram um, handle too so sure I'm, can...
1: I'm mortgages with a twist because I also have a passion for hospitality so ah. craft
0: cocktails is okay is my well, thing that's where we're going
1: next there we go it's
0: only two o'clock but maybe but we'll, <laughs> we'll find somewhere <laughs> you know? um well thank you so much and um I hope that you know some moms out there got a little bit of relief learning a bit about what can be like I said a you know very challenging and, and stressful um, time to to undergo a home buying process. The home buying process. <laughs> Always happy to help. Sure. Um, coming up, we have. Uh, I was just mentioning how not to send off summer so quickly, but um, but ahead we have our back to school guide coming out soon. So check back soon for um, all kinds of extracurricular activity ideas, um, tutoring centers, all things to get you ready for the kids as they head back to school. But not yet. But but when they do, check it out. Um, And then we also have, we just announced our next event coming up for um, Mammoth Moms. It's our uh, 2023 Fall Festival, October 22nd here at Bellworks. We have over um, 100 vendors that'll be here. So you can do some, it's a week before Halloween. So you can do like some pretty like pre-holiday shopping, holiday time. It's like right around the corner. Um, We have Touch a Truck coming back. We have lots of cool new um, kids activities. We also are doing a pumpkin carving contest. So anyone listening. listening if you or your spouse your kids are like really good at like really get into it and love pumpkin carving um enter into our contest i'm gonna put some i'll put some notes into how to enter and um you uh, can enter for a chance to win different gift cards and fun giveaways and stuff like that. So, um, and we'll have good food. Barbella will be open that day. So I'm really excited for, for that. And as always, check back for all the updated events, where to go, where to eat, what to do with these kiddos in the summer and Labor Day weekend and all of the stuff in between. So thank you. See you soon.